me bring you up to speed. We've come to this planet looking for intelligent life. Oops, we made a mistake. What we've got here is failure to communicate. for breakfast right now i'm very hungry hey ma the meatloaf we want it now the meatloaf this is sparta we're not worthy we're not worthy you're worthy you're worthy get up you want answers i want the truth you can't handle the truth the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist Alrighty then. It's a little bit of shake and then fake. Shake it back. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. You're tiny, Jesus. Golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled up fist pawing. He was a man. He had a beard. Friends. Rodents. Quadrupeds. Lend me your ears! Oh! And that sound lets you know that the Varsity Radio Show is happening. Welcome to 88.5 JFM, the best two hours of radio of the week. And to my right, let me tell you what makes this so great is the people in this room. To my right, wearing a grizzly shirt with stars on its belly. One of the coolest people I've ever met in my entire life. Future mayor, maybe even the president. Who knows? Who knows now? Who knows? My good friend, Quentin Williams. Thank you, Sai. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. This is beautiful. I And he's wearing a really cool like neon orange. Y'all really need to watch Facebook Live. This like, is my mask. Just... You know, we need to give him like three options and do like, guess what Q's going to wear today. This is my mask. You know, I accessorize. Like, if it's not on my face, I put it on my wrist. Nice. I like that. I like that. I like your shirt. Thanks. Also in the studio, the man who pushes the button, he slides the sliders, he does all the magical, wonderful things that happen here. We like to call him the Willy Wonka of radio, my friend, Steven Spiegel. What's up, everybody? Hope you're having a great day so far. It's going to be a good day. We have... The coach, the girls' basketball coach at uh, Crossville High School, Jesse Martin will be here. Well, I mean, he'll be calling in. We'll also be talking to Catherine Cranford from FCA. It's going to be a great day. Is that who we talked to last week? No, I don't. It's think a new so. person. I think so. Ooh, They've actually sent us new people every week. That's exciting. I like it. Yeah, I enjoy getting to see them. Yeah, it's fun. It's pretty cool. Uh, and then uh, we want to tell you about the Char Burger. The Char Burger is a magical, awesome place. Uh, they have, <laughs> they are home of the famous Char Grill Wildcat Burger, chicken fingers, Philly cheesesteaks, and jumbo crispy onion rings. That's the Char Burger. Uh, and then there's B&B Video Games. Yes, they make this show possible. Being our sponsor, thanks to B&B by Pizza Hut on 431. Uh, they have. All kind of video games and consoles. If you're looking for anything, they probably have it. And a great place to go play some arcade games. They yes. got a fully 50. stocked arcade there. How many did you say, Stephen? 55? 55 arcade games in the back, which is incredible. And then we have 
we have the Boaz Non Cinema. Also, such a cool place. Hey, we're going to get to Meme of the Week. And uh, I just wanted to bring up these facts. Not so much a meme, but facts. Check this out. College Football National Championship since 2009. Alabama has won six national championships. Wow. Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, Florida State, and Auburn have also won six combined. Wow. Just to give you perspective. I'm, the reason I'm kind of going wow is when did Florida State win one? They beat Auburn. Man, that must have been you a remember long time that? ago. I, don't, I barely remember they that. They did. Wow. You know, it's. I think we don't understand because we're in the midst of it. Yeah. The greatness that we're watching take place. Like it's. I think a lot. Of, I think we've we've kind of been spoiled by Fair. what we what we've been a part of. You know, because it. I mean, the truth is, it will have to end at some point. One day. You know, and there'll be times where we're like, man, I wish we could win. You know, the championship again, and then we'll think back to these glory days when we used to watch them win six in. National you know, championship. Yeah, six in 12 years. Yeah. Every other year they're winning a national championship. Yeah. We're going to miss those days. So I want to throw this out here. Just a little, little, uh, it's taken years to get to this point. But I, I don't know if you remember when we lost to Auburn six years in a row. Yes. And they I used do. to say, fear the thumb or fear the. Yes. You realize what we just did this year with the uh, national championships? Got six. Same on. thing they did with us right there. Are we, you like we got to, six natties, baby? Are you yeah, to like throw that in their face? Yes. Okay. So, anyway. Goodness gracious. Six. Here we go. I'm just. Uh, uh, all you just, Auburn fans out there, I'm not bitter. Know, I love you. Not bitter. I, I do you. too. And you will have your day. I do too. Maybe you've had your day. <laughs> you did. It's you know, done. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> anyway, I'm just joking. Uh, there's this guy. I don't even know how to describe that face. Can you? It's a. Uh, Hey, like if you are trying to uh, not pass gas in a way that would make other people would hear <laughs> that type of face. That's, that's accurate. Yeah, it's that, like all scrunched up mouth and everything. Uh, the look caters make when Bama wins another national championship. Same face. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and then there's a Ricky, also known as Gladiator, Gladiator here. Gladiator here. Gladiator here. When he shaves. This is he, funny. Did he make this himself? He did. He does stuff like this all the time. It's if got you don't him with follow it. Ricky Phillips or the Goose Insurance, whatever it is, man, you need to because he makes some of the funniest stuff on his own. He's got his razor in his hand. He's got some shaving cream. Then he's shaving. Then he's wiping his face off with a towel. And then he looks like his son. It's a little baby face. Who is about to be four. He actually, yeah. <laughs> he actually photoshopped his baby's face on his body. Yes. Yes. It was fantastic. <laughs> and then the last but not least, uh, right here. It's beautiful. I saw this. We really should make this our state sign. It says, Welcome to Alabama the Beautiful with all six national championship trophies. And underneath it, in that little green rectangle box, is underneath all signs. That the governor usually goes yeah. in. It says, Y'all mad yet? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I, th- I think that should be at the border uh, now. You know what it says right now? Like, home of the World Cup games. Or something like that. Yeah, the World 20, Games. 20, world 20, games. Yeah, world Not game. World Cup, World Games. Okay, World Games. In Birmingham. Games. 
happening? Hey, it's a very important day today, everybody. You want to tell everybody what Woo! day it is? I did this for you, by the way. It's Dolly Parton's birthday, everybody. Yeah. 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 Our well, fav- one of our favorite people here in the studio and <laughs> one of everybody in the world's favorite persons. That's right. Dolly Parton. It's her birthday. You know. It's turned 75 today. Is it 75? I think so. I think that's right. It's a, we, uh, I was talking to Quentin. I, I think she should run for president. I, I would. She'd get my vote. I think she'd be phenomenal. <laughs> She'd be awesome. Just sing herself to the White House. I mean, she does you know? everything good. I mean, everything she touches is gold. It's all good. It's like she's just so great. <laughs> You're right. That's uh, awesome. Right. I'm just, I did that celebrate. for you. Hey, everybody I did tonight, that for you. Look, when you get home tonight, just take some time and celebrate with your family the fact that today is a day, 75 years ago, that Dolly Parton uh, became part of this world. And just remember that. Grace the world. Yeah. Yeah. And she came from nothing and became something great. And she's been so giving. She's, she's, just a, she's just a really cool person. So just, man, take a moment to remember how giving she is and figure out how to be that yourself today. Do that. Yeah, that's awesome. Be like Dolly. There you go. Hey, we're going to go to some music and we'll be back with our FCA moment of the week. Man, I love this Dolly Parton's birthday. Well, you know, I, I saw that today, and I'm like, I can't just pass that over. I saw it this Quentin. morning, and I like, I, I mean, I really did. I know, sound, I mean, I don't think it's crazy, but like, you know, thank God that He gave us Dolly in the world. Yeah, I think it's a cool gift. There you go. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she is a cool gift. She what's met, to what's me, your she favorite thing woman. about Dolly Parton? God, there's so much. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, there's so much. I I love the fact of how many times she's uh, given to uh, organizations in need. I mean, she gave to help fund the Moderna vaccine that we've got. She gives books to like, you can sign up if you're in like low income and she'll send your kid a free book every month. If you live in Sevier County, yeah, all kids get free books every month from Dolly. She gave us Dolly World, which is a great place if you've never been there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's pretty much that helped build what Gatlinburg, Gatlinburg. is today. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Gatlin- Dixie Stampede. Yeah, all, all that Pirates is... Voyage. All that is... I mean, really, Gatlinburg is... Dolly Land. It's what Dolly built. It's the house that Dolly built, you know? And she did You're it from... Wrong. She did it from her little... She had that little place, like, up in the... There you know, she is. There's Catherine. She had a little rinky-dink, little... Uh, shed. Shed that she was born in and lived in, and now she's... Catherine! She's like what is. she is. You know? Yeah. It's awesome. Hey, girl. So, I love Dolly. I knew that. That's why I had to pull Go ahead and talk to us, Catherine. Catherine? Can you hear us? I can't hear you. Hold on. (laughs) We can hear you. Whoa! There's Steven. It's getting shaky in here. She can't hear us. I know. <laughs> I know Steven, he's like telling you that like, like you don't know. No, I know. Like, I know. You know Steven's like a master studio person, you know, right? Yes. Like he knows the things going on. I know. It'd be like me telling you, like, hey, uh, you know, you should do your hair this way. <laughs> I know yeah. you know how to do your hair. You yeah. got your hair all like you like yeah. it every every day I see you, your hair yeah. is like you like it. I understand that. Yeah. You're right. Steven's a magician. Steven is a a producer expert. You're a magician. hair you're, you're a hair expert. 
Let's just, let's just stay in our lanes today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stephen, I apologize for getting out of my lane. I trust that you are a producing uh, genius. He is. Yeah, you know I mean? Has he ever failed us to this point? No. No, he has not failed He's us. He's Willy Wonka. He makes magic happen. He's not failed us yet. He's working on this. It's going to not fail us again. Can you hear us? I can now. Sorry. Hey! She started smiling, then I knew she kind of probably heard She's listening to my rambling. You got those three. I forgot to ask you three random questions. I always have three random questions. You know, I know. You're good at so. this. Catherine, how are you? I'm good. How are y'all? We are great. Did you, know it was Dolly, did you know it was Dolly Parton's birthday? I didn't. You can tell her happy uh, birthday. <laughs> okay. No, no. You got to <laughs> tell her. Oh, happy birthday, Dolly. Yeah. <laughs> Dolly is so happy to hear that. I'm sure she's listening right now. <laughs> that would be like your tri- Steven, you've got a new goal to get Dolly Parton on the show to just talk Man. to Quentin. If we got Dolly Parton on the show, he would that'd flip. be the greatest thing. Golly, that'd be so good. Wouldn't I would, that make your life? It'd be my last show. <laughs> Why? Because it would never get any better than that. I just wouldn't come back. I would just remember, like, my last show on the varsity, I uh, talked to Dolly talk Parton. Talked to Dolly Parton? Yeah. Guess that would be the equivalent to me getting to talk to Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Catherine. Yes. <laughs> the way she approached that. Who are you, Catherine? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I'm a senior on to high school and a co-op with FCA. Huh. So I just get to go speak at huddles and things, help them out in the office. Nice. Huntsville High. She came up. Yes. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Does Huntsville High School, uh, does it have like um, its own food court? We have like our cafeteria, but we're not using it right now. Mm. So I feel like you guys should have like a Chick-fil-A in there or something. I know. I wish. <laughs> Huntsville High. I feel like it should be the biggest. That should be a big deal. City of Huntsville's number should. one high school. There's like six. Yeah, but it's called it's Huntsville the High. Huntsville High. Yeah, I feel like it should be like the premier high school of Huntsville. <laughs> what do you think, Catherine? I know. They, we should get an upgrade. The food that they feed us is not very good. <laughs> I oh, hope man. they didn't hear that. I hope so. No. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, <laughs> make sure they don't spit in your food this week. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Huntsville High? Where is it located? It's off of Bob Wallace. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where Bob Wallace is. Actually, <laughs> that's the one. Is that the one um, close to airport? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I know where that's at. Okay. Huntsville High. Yeah. I spent some time in Huntsville this last weekend. Had a great time. I, I <laughs> ate at a place called Chop Chop for the first time. You ever had Chop Chop? I haven't. So good. It's like salad. You eat healthy and you feel yummy. When you live in a city so big that you've not it, you don't even know all the restaurants. I know. It's a good. <laughs> it's a good day. We've eaten like every restaurant around here like five times at least. There's no doubt. Yeah. I mean, it's not that hard to do. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, what's your favorite thing to do, Catherine? Um, I like hanging out with my friends. Um, when COVID allows these days but <laughs> what, what do y'all do hanging out in huntsville where do y'all go um well i live in hampton cove okay so hey, really not a whole lot in hampton cove so the sonic is still our thing mm. Old <laughs> sonic hangout yeah 
My son loves Sonic. Does he hang out at Sonic too? Well, he'd like to. He wants a slushy every time we go by, and I'm like, right mm, no. <laughs> All right, we're about to go live. We got we 20 seconds. 20 Catherine. seconds. We're going to put you on a brief hold. We'll be right back, okay? Okay. All right. It's time for the FCA moment of the week. And we are here with Catherine Cranford. She is on uh, she is on Zoom with us. So if you want to see what Catherine looks like and how cool she is, we've enjoyed that. Uh, you can go to At Varsity Radio Show on Facebook. So check out the Facebook Live. Yeah. Get to see Quentin in his bear shirt. Yeah. Isn't his bear shirt great, Catherine? <laughs> yeah. Can you see it? It's fantastic. I can. It's fantastic. Cool. So, Catherine, tell us... How did you get involved in FCA, and what do you do with them now? Well, I, my, the, the director of FCA actually was my neighbor growing up, so he kind of brought me in. Uh, I was a, I was a camper for a long time, and then I got to volunteer as a huddle leader during the summers, and then got to be an intern, got to be a huddle leader myself, um, and now as a senior, I get to be a co-op with him. I get to go into work every day and go speak at different schools. Um, if COVID allows right now, and get to work with some of the events and things like that. That's phenomenal. Yeah, that's awesome. So what was the, so you, as interning, did you have any involvement with FCA as a student before you became an intern? I did. I was on the leadership team when I was in middle school, and then in elementary school, I got to attend some of the huddles there, too. Nice. Huntsville High School, FCA awesomeness. Over there, <laughs> yeah. Catherine. Catherine, what's going on with FCA? Give me like two big events happening right now. Well, right now we're getting ready for our intern interest meeting, which is January 31st at Cove Church from 2.30 to 4.30. And we're just um, trying to recruit interns for our summer camps to be part of the internship and be huddle leaders. And so we're hoping that meeting will allow people to get to know what FCA is about and see if that's something that they want to serve at during the summer. And then we also have our area huddles that go on throughout the week. Um, But we have our Marshall County North, and it's for girls and guys on Tuesdays from at 6.30 at Connect Church in Gunnersville. And then we have our Marshall County South Girls and Guys Friday at 6.45 at Sardis Baptist Gym. And so those are now co-ed now. So we're just kind of reminding everybody that and trying to get people to come out to those huddles. Nice. Catherine, Seth was really bummed last year when the interns didn't get to do camps. He was wanting to intern for FCA <laughs> to work some of the camps. So... Should he, what time again is that meeting uh, that he needs to be at? The intern interest meeting is January 31st, 2.30 to 4.30 at Cove Church in just, Hampton Cove. I'm just go ahead and put that in your calendar. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I think you would be great. I think you would do a great job. <laughs> intern. Yeah, yeah. You'd learn a lot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think people out there could learn a, learn a lot about ministry and different ways to do it by being a part of FCA intern. There's no doubt in my mind that that's true. So I'm, I'm encouraging Seth to take that, <laughs> take that path. <laughs> Thank you. Are you. Are we going together? Are you? I, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Catherine, we I, like. I'm gonna send some of my. I'm gonna encourage some of my students to do it. I would too. At our church, that's I'm gonna a say, great you idea. Should, you should get involved in this. Yep. Because it's. I mean, it's look. True. She's on the radio. She's talking. She's presenting. She's being a 
Yeah, like really. A, a leader. This is like great leadership experience. If and if and we've gotten to go to the uh, intern, the summer intern camp thing. We got to do that, and I think it was Hampton Cove. Yeah, it was in Hampton Cove over there by you, and uh, that was awesome. Yeah, that was super cool. Man, it's a great way. I know a lot of times, all the things they do for you in that intern, you learn a lot. You really do. I know a lot of times kids are like thinking, "Man, it's the summer. I gotta go get me a job." And maybe if you just can take a summer and really work on some skills that you get ministry wise from doing something like this, it it will help you all throughout your life. Absolutely, it would be really beneficial. Yeah. So, Catherine, this is the part of the show where we put the pressure on you. (laughs) So. Quinn's going to ask you three questions. You're going to answer them as quickly as possible and give us the truest answer you can. Okay. You ready? <laughs> All right. Here you go. I'm ready. If you could only eat one fast food chain the rest of your life, what fast food chain would that be? Chick-fil-A. Good answer. What, <laughs> what is in your fridge right now? Um, There's some blueberries in there. <laughs> okay. I'm good with blueberries. I like them. Me too. Yeah, we'll, we'll come too. over later. Awesome. Get some blueberries. If you were home on a rainy Sunday afternoon, what movie or television show would you watch? Ooh. Um, me and my family are big like Marvel people, so we'd probably be watching a superhero movie. Yes. I like good that. Good answer. <laughs> Those are I all start, good I started answers. watching Infinity Gauntlet again last night. I haven't seen that. Oh. Infinity Gauntlet? Is that what it's called? Avengers? Yeah. The Infinity War, sorry. I call oh, yeah. I call it because of the because of the No, comics. I've seen that. Okay, okay, sorry. Seen I'm that. sorry, I've called the comic name. I'm a comic book geek. Right, sorry, right. I apologize. Okay, good. No, I, I'm not mad at you then. No. You've seen Infinity oh, War. And in War, remember? It's called Endgame. It's Endgame. okay. Endgame. You know, you know, Endgame. I mess up, you mess up. It's okay. <laughs> That's right. We're all together. Yeah. Thanks, Catherine. Catherine, you, you made our day. <laughs> Thank y'all. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. Talk to you later. Happy Dolly Parton Day. <laughs> Bye. 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 I feel like you should have had her sing Happy Birthday to Dolly. Oh, that would have been great. Steven, your next task is to get Dolly Parton on our show. No big deal. Let me show you. No. If Steven gets to the point where he's able to get Dolly Parton on this show, he will not be on this show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He will be on a different show. It's probably accurate. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, Catherine's still there. Oh no! Oh, we're just watching that. So faded. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what's in your fridge right now? My fridge. Yeah. Uh, I have some blueberries. My wife just went shopping. We have some blueberries. Yeah. Is that a staple for you, blueberries? For my kids. Uh, but I like them. I like. Them. I, I, I do don't, like them. I don't mean like my oatmeal or my granola. I like some blueberries. Yeah, we got bananas. Not so much in the fridge, but we have lunch meat, you know. Yeah, like yeah that's ham, kind of cheese. What's the weirdest? Like what's the weirdest thing in your fridge right now? I don't really have that much weird in there right now. Are usually you've got to have something weird in your fridge. I mean, hot sauce, but that's not weird. That's not weird. What do you have weird in your fridge? Um, I've got this. The soup right now that we made, it's like a detox soup. It's pretty weird. Yeah. I've been eating it the yeah. last couple of days. How's that going? I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> it's, it's very, very. Tum- how does it treat your stomach? Very turmeric. Turmericry. 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 Was that, that mean like plant like? No, it's like got a lot of turmeric in it. <laughs> turmeric. You ever eat any turmeric? Probably. 
It's a spice. Don't remember. From India. Yeah. It's good. It's good for you. Helps your uh, helps your blood vessel flow. <laughs> it See, does. You need to try that. Turmeric <laughs> is good for you. It's a great detox soup. Yeah. It's all over commercials right now. What's in the weird what's the weirdest thing in your fridge, Steven? Uh, moondrop grapes. Moondrop. What yes. are those? They're How oblong grapes. They're Ooh. they're purple, but they're long instead of just round. They're about that long. What do they taste like? They're really sweet. Really good. They taste like a moondrop? Uh, that's what they're called. Moondrops. It's one of those weird varieties of grapes. I've oh. heard of ones uh, like a uh, grape soda grapes. They're supposed to taste like grape soda. I have had cotton candy grapes yeah. before. Those are really mm-hmm. good. I love grape soda. I'd love to find some grape soda grapes. <laughs> have you had cotton candy grapes? Yeah. I, yeah. You're yeah. not a fan? I don't, I don't like cotton candy. Well, that's Do you like problem. cotton candy? I do. It's just sugar. I mean, it's not like my favorite thing in the whole you world. You might as well just yeah. get a spoon and put it in a thing of sugar and put it in your mouth. It's what, what we do sometimes. But then it doesn't taste like a cloud. <laughs> That's it true. has to taste like a cloud because you spin Fluffy the sugar. Cloud. Exactly. Uh, Facebook Fluffy. world, you should tell us what the weirdest thing is What's the in weirdest your thing? refrigerator right now. Please. That's, that sounds. If you had to take a bite of everything in your refrigerator, would you do it right now? I could do it. <laughs> I could. I probably wouldn't want to. I might be a little worried of some of the stuff in the vegetable drawer right now. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Those yeah. things get soft and moldy real oh, quick. Oh, man. Every now and then, they get a little surprise down there. Mm-hmm. What's this? Got diseases. This juice? What's this juice from? A cucumber? I didn't know you could juice a cucumber. Oh, wow. It's awful. It stinks. It's wow. bad. What's the weirdest thing you've ever had in your fridge? Oh, I've had a lot of weird things in the fridge. <laughs> Hoghead. Ooh, a whole hoghead? Whole hoghead. Were you eating it? Wes, uh, my Wes grandma Kittle was. says cube steak. <laughs> oh, oh, that's good stuff. Cube steak is good. Mm. Your grandmother was eating the hoghead? Well, it was in there. She was getting it ready to make souse meat. That's how you make souse meat. It's with a hog head. We can't ever judge that. Oh, you hear it called hog head cheese sometimes? We can't but ever. Head cheese? We can't yeah, ever. head cheese. Okay. Yeah. You okay. open up the refrigerator and you see a pig's head looking back at you with no eyeballs. That would be very concerning. Very concerning. Uh, it scars you for life. We could never. We can't question the countryness of Stephen anymore. No, for sure. Just because he's a computer genius. One time a person in my. You know? <laughs> one time a person in my family had a boyfriend. That started coming around to, uh, uh, you know, Christmas. So they started showing up at Christmas for a few years, actually. And he thought it was funny at Dirty Santa that he'd always bring a, a pickled hogshead, like a big old hogshead, and wrap it for Christmas. There's that. How did that end up? I'll tell you one thing. After that first time, you know what I did? I always got the smallest gift. Like, <laughs> how much is it? You're like, There's I, no way. I'm, I'm getting not that. getting the hogshead again. Uh uh-uh. uh. Again. That's it. And then my. But everybody's got creepy things. My my wife's extended family, when we go over to their house and they would play Dirty Santa, they had this weird, creepy mirror that had a poem on it, and they would like re-gift it every year to somebody new. Why Why would we keep sending creepy gifts around? Did you get that? No. I, no, I didn't. And now the like patriarch of the family died a couple years ago, so it's kind of dissolved like this gathering. I feel like I've escaped it. Do you want to escape no. it? No, yes. I don't want the creepy mirror. Because I feel like whoever stuck with the creepy mirror is like now cursed. It could be. Yeah. We, have mean, weird, we give weird you, things away. Okay. You, you've watched shows about like real haunted things. Yes. All, all of them have usually two things, possibly two things in common. Okay. Okay. 
This is what I've noticed because I used to watch Haunted. Okay. You know, is the real Haunted stories. Okay. You know, they either played with the Ouija board, one. Mm, bad, bad. Almost every one of these stories. Or they had a seance. Yeah. You brought it on yourself. I'm not you brought it on telling yourself. you. I, I, I don't know what to I've tell I've never you. done either one of those Me things. Me neither. I, and I won't. Me neither. Those are the two things I will never do. But almost every, you watch every one of those haunted shows. Almost every one of them. And now, today's clutch moment. I uh, think this one's going to minister to your heart today, Quentin. I'm calling it the interrupted clutch. Right? Thank you. And nobody likes interruptions. Sorry. Nobody. Right? When I go on a road trip, I don't know about you, but one of the things I hate, like, when I'm going to go on a long road trip, if I hit like traffic that holds me back for thirty minutes or more, it just devastates me. Mm. Like it's just frustrating. Like if I'm on a ten-hour road trip and I hit traffic, I'm like, come on. Like I just feel like I fell behind. How do you feel about that? Like, mm. you know, <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. I think it's bad. It is bad. Traffic is stops you from doing the things you want to do on the time you want to do it. Always do not like it's it. It's like you know you you've got this full aspiration. I'm gonna be there at this time. No, you're not. Not with that traffic jam. You're not. No. <laughs> so, sometimes it's just, it's just crawling. Yeah. And I hate it. Don't you hate it when it like it does not move and you're like. So I I went on I went on one of these trips. I was taking a me and my wife were taking a student to an award thing for our missions giving thing. Our uh, speed the lot that I was telling you about. And about before Alabaster, we get stuck in traffic. It lasts at least an hour. When I got to the end of that line, there was just a police car. Just one. And everybody was slowing down for this one police car that wasn't pulling anybody. Just sitting there. I was like, are you serious? I spent the last hour because you were afraid to drive. Police car. It's terrible. That's bad. So, Qu- Quentin, tell me about a time when something got interrupted you from doing something you really wanted to do. Oh man, there's this one time I really wanted this girl in third grade to be my girlfriend. Yeah, she was cute, and had a good smile, and uh, I brought her a flower on Valentine's Day. Nice. You know, I was. He upped every, his game. Yeah, I was doing everything I could do. But there's this one kid named Robbie that interrupted me. <laughs> because <laughs> Robbie played a better game. He had he, he could break dance. No. And his break dancing skills were way better than any skills I had. And I just feel like you could break dance. I can't. Robbie and his break dancing skills interrupted my whole plan In the of third how my grade. third grade was gonna go. And it's, it's stuck with me since. Robbie, why are you playing with the man's game in the third grade? Just break dancing away. So he just broke dance he into broke, her heart. Yeah. Yeah. He broke dance my whole plan to pieces. So are they like married now? Or? No. No? <laughs> She's like married doing some great stuff in Birmingham, and he's probably break dancing in some back street in Tijuana. <laughs> I don't know. Phenomenal. Thank you for that story. <laughs> so I enjoyed that. Thank you. Yeah. 
<laughs> True story. You know, you ended up with better. So. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, good. Yeah. Just as my plan was interrupted. At the and time. that and now you can break dance also. No. With a bear shirt. No. Yeah. Okay. So as much as as we hate interruptions. And we do. As humans, man, we hate them. Once we determine we want to go somewhere, we want to be there. Yes. And uh, we don't want to be pulled over. We don't want to hit traffic. We don't want to have an accident. Uh, And I I think often, though, God needs to make interruptions happen to help us get to and do some of the things we need to do for him, though. Sometimes God stands in the road, right? Right? And uh, there was one of these stories with Philip in the Bible where God tells him to go down towards Ethiopia, right? And there's this Ethiopian. And I know you've heard this story of uh, where God, like, transports him at the end of the story. Pretty cool. It's crazy. Yeah, it's Pretty awesome. cool. Really happens. Uh, and and so he's he sees this Ethiopian that works for the queen of Ethiopia. And, and he's reading the scripture, and he says, do you understand the script? Philip asked him, do you understand the scripture? And he says, no, how can I, unless somebody tells me? And he tells them what it's about. Guy gets saved on the spot, then they're riding, and they, he wants to get baptized. He gets baptized, and what happens? This is one of the coolest parts of the Bible. What happens to Philip? He just is no more there. He gets transported, yeah, like literally like... like crazy yeah like literally almost as cool as elijah getting picked up in a fiery chariot in a fiery uh tornado you know just gone <laughs> just gone those, those things are in the bible y'all, if y'all don't want to, i mean for real but in this moment right so why is that interruption important quentin why was that a, do you know you probably know this why was that such an important interruption well because the uh, the um, Ethiopian unit went back and he shared that with the, his people as well. He was the spread of the gospel for mm-hmm. Africa at the time. Yeah. I mean, that one moment for that whole continent. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. That's a huge deal. And so what does it mean when God interrupts? Why does he interrupt us? I, when God interrupts, it makes us notice things we might have been completely oblivious to. And we're good at being oblivious to things. So let me ask you this. Has there ever been something, this doesn't have to be spiritual, that was always there, but you just never noticed it? And then one day, for the first time, like, you noticed it. It was there. Yeah, I think it happens a lot. Like, recently i just been, uh, you know, you go somewhere, you work a job, and you're like, man, I'm just going to, I'm here to make this money, I'm here to get this job done, I don't worry about all this, and then, but if you take a second look up, all of a sudden you see, oh my, man, maybe, maybe maybe I'm here for more than just this job and this money. Maybe there's somebody here who I'm here supposed to supposed to like be here for them. Maybe you're yeah. supposed to be that interruption moment for somebody's life, or maybe yeah. maybe God took you somewhere to be a part of something. And uh, I've experienced that even recently, just just God being like, hey, you thought you were here for this reason, but no, I really got you here for another reason. It's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And I like that story. I like when you tell me about that. Uh, but I, I want to make something that noticeable that people can no longer say they don't notice now. And it's hard to believe living where we believe. But it, 
I want you to know out there as you're listening, there's at least 2 billion people on this planet. 2 billion that have never heard the gospel. Ever. Ever. And <laughs> I don't know about you, that's a major issue. That is. Yeah. 2 billion. And that's hard for us to believe because how many Bibles are in your house? Uh, like a whole shelf. I know. And how many churches are in Marshall County? You can throw a rock out this window and hit three. Right. And we don't believe that because of our context and where we live. We don't believe that. But there's two billion people who have never had the gospel spoken to them. Yeah. And I know world hunger is an issue, and I know world peace is an issue, and I wish we could fix all that. But those are really, I don't mean to be insensitive, but those are temporary issues. What's eternal is people don't know Jesus. Mm. Two billion people don't know Jesus. And that's an issue. Sure. And so, which brings me to my second thing. So now that we know that, we got to do something about our new knowledge, right? Which you probably knew that. Yeah, I knew that. But people out there, we got to do something. So what can we do about that knowledge? Man, you can do so much. You can uh, can go to some of these places. You can share the gospel. It's funny, like you may think it's just people in different countries, and there are people groups who haven't haven't been reached through the gospel. But the crazy thing is, even there's people probably in this community who've never had someone actually share the gospel with them because they've raised outside of church. They've and never you, heard it. Before. And you would put them in the four billion yeah. group yeah. that is inadequately reached. Yes. Yeah, so you know, I mean. I think it starts by just talking about the gospel where you're at, then thinking about how can you do that on a larger scale. Right. And the truth is there's a lot of people out there right now that their whole goal is to be missionaries to these places. And if you're not going, but maybe you've got the financial means to support them, you can support them and help them go to those places. Because when you give to them, you're going. That's right. And it's part uh, of it. I mean, it is. It's, it's what you said. Now, I said $2 billion have never heard, like ever. But four billion have never had an adequate presentation of the gospel. That's crazy. That's, that's a lot of people. Yeah. And like you said, a lot of those people are in our backyard. Mm -hmm. They may drive by the church, but it means nothing. And uh, and it's not about the church so much as it is about the Savior. And, and then I go to my last point right here. If I have that knowledge, it changes something in me forever. So when has there been a time in your life, Quentin... Uh, we're doing something for someone else actually brought you out of a pit or made you feel better. Mm. You know, I think that's pretty much every time I find myself with the opportunity to um, help someone, it actually changes my perspective. Uh, I'll never forget just, you think like you're, you think you're doing something to save someone or to help someone like i remember being in mexico one time and seeing this kid who'd been abused and going man we just got to do something to help this family and i thought man if we could build them a house we figured out a way to build a house for this family and then we like started figuring out how to build houses in this community and the whole time i thought man i'm i'm doing something great but the whole time like god was tearing down a lot of the materialism that existed in my own life and helping me see that all the things that i thought in our um i'll say our comfortable american culture yeah that i thought was important wasn't near as important as some of the spiritual things uh that i had in my life and so in that moment i'm like man i'm doing something for these people but the whole time something internally is taking place in my own life and you, you know yeah. 
Yeah, my wife, we went to, uh, we took a team of seven teenagers to Ecuador. And we were in just that poverty, like you were talking about. We were in Babahoyo, Ecuador. And we're standing there, and Sarah said to our teenagers, my wife, she said, this poverty is terrible, and we'd love to do something. But God didn't bring us here to do something about the poverty. God brought us here to do something about their salvation, you know. And that's it's hard, because like you said, that material thing, I got to, you know. Yeah. But God, like, like I said, hunger... Really, it's temporary. I, I'm not trying to be insensitive. Hunger is temporary. Uh, world peace is temporary. Our real goal in life is eternal. And so if that's the case, then the greatest issue is salvation for the world that doesn't know him. And like you said, we want to do something for him. Like, you know, I, I'm with you. I've been to those places where their houses are shacks and they basically have nothing. But they're so happy sometimes. Oh yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, like the yeah. joy and the it's it's it blows my mind. But God didn't bring us there to help their financial situation. But God brought us there to help their salvation experience. Now sometimes we use the context of water wells for a community that doesn't have clean water. That does that help the health of the tribe? Yeah, sure. Yeah, or God may send you to help their right. financial. He may send you to do whatever. I mean, yes. Whatever God sends you there to do, you do. Right. You know, in obedience to God, you you serve in the way that God sends you there to serve. That's and right. in that process, God is going to change them. He's going to change you. And open yeah. the door for you yeah. for the real reason, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so that's what I have to say about that. You want to tell them about the greatest burger joint of all time? Man, we're so thankful for our sponsor, Char Burger, that's home of the famous Chugger Wild, Wildcat Burger. They got the Wildcat sauce. Gonna love it. It's great if you never had it. Cheese steaks. The onion rings, uh, you know, they're they're on Highway 69 in Gunnersville, and then we've got the sponsor BNB Video Games. That uh, man, just look if you have any need from Atari to the new systems, these guys know what they're talking about. The guy's super intelligent. He's he's been in the game even world arcade forever. stuff. Oh yeah, he knows yeah. everything. He's gonna find it for you. Um, these guys are just incredible. We appreciate their sponsorship. They're in Albertville by Pizza Hut, and then Boaz Nine Cinema. Yeah, you know, it's a great place you can catch a movie. Um, it's look. I know. I know people have been going because of COVID. They're opening back up now. A lot of good movies that are on the way coming out. It's a great place. We really appreciate them uh, sponsoring us, and they have. They're going to have new movies there. You can go see them if you. Great thing. I, I know. I'll talk this, but I love it. Uh, they have fountain drinks there instead of behind the counter. This is pre-COVID. I need to go double check this, but you yeah. can actually get more than one feel for got me drinks a lot. It's a dream. Fantastic. So, yeah, that's Boaz Nine Cinema. They just changed in uh, rec ball that, you know, we're not jumping off. We're just throwing the ball in. I get it. But, like, sometimes the little changes we make seems weird. Like, I almost want to be, like, let's just don't play or let's don't do little things that we think are big things. Because when you jump off in a basketball game, and they did this in high school level, it's when you face each other, and I get it. You're facing each other, and they hold the ball, and they throw it up, and you jump up to tip it, right? Right. To tip off. Right. But so you take away that one moment, but you know what basketball players are doing the whole rest of the game? <laughs> they're all up against each yeah, other. Yeah, they're like manning each other up, like trying to play defense, shooting over each other, trying to block a shot. They're in each other's face. So it's like I I, I don't know what we accomplished in that one thing. You know, Q's gonna get the creepy mirror in the mail. 
<laughs> You're welcome. No, I'm not getting no creepy. Cameron, the Jesse Martin is going to be there today. I like Cameron. If I get a creepy mirror in the mail, Seth, I'm gonna. It's going to show up. Please at your house don't. Just randomly. It will disappear very quickly. From I have my like house. a message written on it. That's so weird. I know. What's the weirdest thing that's ever happened? And everybody, I feel like the, by this the way, story is going to be the best story I've ever heard in my life. By the way, not only <laughs> would it be that, you'd have to, if you were the one giving it that year, you'd have to write a poem about the other person. Is that and, what happens? Yeah, and these people weren't poets, so it was like... <laughs> it was terrible. Weird, creepy, Roses not even good poems. black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Five violets. <laughs> it was like, oh, it was, it was cringe, man. It was really cringe. I just... Is that the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you? No. no. Tell it's me the weirdest. Close. This, if you're out there on I've Facebook. I've got way you, too many weird things about Please, please tell me. Strangest. There's, not, there's not even like, I don't even know how to, I don't know how to like put those in order. I mean, I've had to talk to a guy that thought he was a werewolf before. Seriously? Yes. It's weird. Was that around here? No, it was in Oregon. And it was a mental health thing, so it's not okay. funny, but it okay. was weird. Like, because... No, I'm sorry. He didn't think he was a werewolf. He thought there were werewolves in the mission and in his school. And his ex-wife emails me and is like, hey, this person, I just want to give you a heads up. He's been trying to go buy a gun at Cabela's and he thinks there's werewolves at the mission and at the school. And this guy always None came of that in. Is good. No, because you're, I mean, <laughs> on that, you're like, okay, well, this is how a bad news story goes down. Yeah, <laughs> this is bad. You know? And so, like, and he always came in right before, like, our curfew to be a part, to stay at the mission that night. Right. So I had to stay, I had to stay late one night. I had to pull him aside. And I don't want to give away who this lady is, because if he's got some mental health stuff and he's mad at this, but I don't want him to do anything to this lady, you know, his ex-wife or whatever. Yeah. So, like, at this point, I'm like, you feeling all right? Hey, can I talk with you? He's like, yeah. I go, hey, man, I'm. I have to introduce myself. This is the first time I met him again because hey, he never, he's never there during the day. It is a full moon tonight. Are you okay? So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, okay. No, so I'm like, hey, my name's Q. I'm the director of social services here. How are things going, man? Oh, they're going fine. Okay. Uh, well, have you have you been having any weird like feelings or anything lately? No. Why? I don't know, man. Just, uh, you know, have you been like weird thoughts or Did something? Did he ever stuff? like admit it? No, he's like, no. And then I'm like at this point where I was like, well, look, man, you know, you know, you can't have like guns in the mission, right? Well, how would you know if I had a gun? And then I'm like, oh, gosh, this is not <laughs> that good. got creepy. This is not good. And he's like, well, I just, you know, I mean, we just can't have those here. We want to keep this being a safe place and we want to make sure I mean, people could have it in their bags. You guys never know. Is that what he said? Yes, what he said. Oh dear God. And so then I'm just like, <laughs> then I'm just like, Steven, I don't, this is not a good way. I, I don't know what to do. So then I'm just like, man, do you, do you think there's werewolves here? And his eyes got real he big. He said that? No, I said that. I said, do you think there's werewolves here? And his eyes got real big and goes, how do you know that? <laughs> oh to which point, I don't know what to do. What did you do? What did you do? I sent him to the hospital. Are you that's on the radio. Y'all need to. Pay I it. sent him to the hospital for a psyche valve because I I didn't feel like it was safe at that point for me or or anybody else to stay there. Did they like pick him up? Yeah, that's. I mean, that, Oregon had a great system for that. They take him in. They do a psyche valve. Help him if he needs medication regulated. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. You know? So Cameron, that was weird. Cameron, what do you think of that story, buddy? I had a guy who I met after. Do you remember the guy 
Were you down at Katrina with me? Yes. Do you remember the guy we met at the showers? I, you'll have to tell more, and I probably did. The guy who talked about how he re- rode out that other hurricane? No. And he like would put no. his thumb on his finger and go, ha, 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 ha. Tell me. <laughs> you remember that guy? No, but I wish I did. You don't remember that guy? I wish I did. He said, that was like, an awesome trip. He said, you got the moon and the sun, so God must be cross-eyed? That was a statement he told me. Are and, you, you and he should talked, write a book. And he talked Have about, you written a book? No, I feel I need like to. you've written one. I need to, oh, I've written short stories. I need to write a book. He talked about how... I don't remember what the hurricane was before Katrina. Do you? Uh, Cameron says, dude needs Jesus. Maybe Hugo. <laughs> Maybe it was Hugo. Anyway, he, it, was, it was Ivan. Ivan. Yeah, Ivan. he talked about how he, he got up on his roof and rode Ivan out and just screamed at God to try to take him down. You remember this guy? He didn't have a shirt. He didn't have a shirt on. I wish I did. I want like I red wish beard. Was, I wish there was video. At, he wasn't in our group, was he? No, he was a local. He was a local there. Stephen, how confident do you feel riding out a hurricane? <laughs> Not, <laughs> Not the, at all. He was there. He was wow. interesting. That was weird. Yeah, um, interesting is a good word for it. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I mean, I've, like, I've had so many of those. I've met three people in this in this world that thought they were Jesus. That's weird when you meet people, someone that thinks they're Jesus. Like legit. Like legit thinks they're it. Jesus. Cameron, have you met one of those? I can picture Q hunting werewolves. <laughs> so that's odd. One of them was a young lady at a Flogging Molly concert. And she thought she, she thought was Jesus. She thought she was Jesus, yeah. She straight up thought she was Jesus. One talked to me about it. That was weird. How did that conversation go? We're like waiting for the band to start. It's like, hey, and everybody's like, hey, what are you doing? Like, oh, I'm here. Yeah, I'm a youth minister. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a youth minister time. Yeah, yeah. And this lady's like, oh, you're a youth minister? He goes, yeah. She goes, I'm Jesus. I was like, what? Excuse me? She goes, yeah, I'm Jesus. Would you like to worship me? <laughs> I think we need a Netflix uh, series of these werewolves. <laughs> I went, uh, poof. no, I don't think so. Uh, but she did that. Uh, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'd be like, if you Jesus, you know who I am. The, well, I didn't. I, 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 I don't know what to say. I just like this is crazy. And then, the, and then I had a guy who was mad and said he was Jesus and said that the day room that I ran wasn't clean enough. And I was like, you've got to go to the hospital to get a second because he said he was Jesus and we should clean his house. It was his house, and. I said, you've got to go get a, uh, you got to go to the hospital. And he said, I will go to the hospital, but I'm only going to the hospital naked. And so then he decided to like take off all his clothes and walk to the hospital. <laughs> Cameron, I need to meet these people. I don't think you want to. Uh, and then the other guy that thought he was Jesus, he just comes in my office to make a phone call one day and he's talking to this rehab house that he wants to go to. And he just got out of jail. And apparently, the reason he went to jail... Jesus got out of jail? Yeah. The reason he went to jail is because he thought he was Jesus, and he thought he needed to sacrifice himself for the world, so he got a pencil and tried to stab himself, and when he did, he wrecked his car because he was driving and hit like three other cars and went to jail for it. <laughs> did you watch this Kevin? <laughs> no. No. With all these people, except the girl. I did, I did not have near the experience of the young lady... The other two people, I tried everything in my power to get them the appropriate help they needed, because it was very apparent that they had either had some kind of mental health issue, or, or which is very prevalent in 
the place I was at in Oregon had used some kind of substance that had affected them in a very interesting way. So that, that's a good way to put that. Yeah. So you try to help them. You know, yeah. I mean, that's what you're there for. Try to help them. Yeah. But meeting people, you know, I meet people all the time who think they're somebody or something or, you know, we all, in fact, we all act like we're something we're not sometimes. We try to put on a show. But to meet three people thus far in my life at the age of 40 who have thought they vehemently, were not like kind of thought they were Jesus. No, they really Vehemently did. thought they were Jesus is interesting to me and weird. Yes. You know. I don't know how you deal with that though. You just you were just helping them. I just trying to help, man. That's you all just, you did. Well, so, they said the lady. I didn't so help. The lady and the lady of Falling Molly. I didn't help. Uh, well, I mean, she and then later on, program though. And then later on, when Falling, they're like a punk Irish band. <laughs> and when they started, I'd never been to a concert there. It was at the House of Blues in New Orleans. And when they started playing, everybody started going crazy. And I'd wore uh crocs that day no i'd wear birkenstocks that's what was big back then steven just put us in a hey look <laughs> so i lost I like a like birkenstock and then i see this lady like being tossed to and fro in the sea of like people going everywhere and i'm like no jesus got tossed i didn't know like what i should do <laughs> like she was so lit and then she disappeared and i don't know i'm legit on a retro screen anyway <laughs> jesse no. martin's here Jesse, Jesse's also a youth pastor. Awesome. How are you, Jesse? What's up, guys? What's we, up? You know, we got some some minutes before you go on, so I'm gonna ask you what I asked Quentin. What's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you? The weirdest thing that's ever yeah. happened, <laughs> man. Uh. I don't know, dude. I, I would probably say we're sitting in, me and my wife, we're sitting in a Starbucks in Chattanooga. And a guy comes in, and he, I think he was a homeless guy. And he he asked me to buy him some socks. So so I went down, like, down, down the street to, like, this, like, outdoors place. And I bought him, like, some $20 wool socks. And I just told my wife, that's the most random thing like ever. Like we're just sitting there eating, and the guy walks up and just no, he don't ask for something to eat. He asks for some socks. Huh. That's probably the most random thing in in the past few months. I don't really know. I can't. <laughs> it may not be too random. He get really but, excited about that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I, I had a weird. I mean, it was. Um, I, I don't know. I took it as a chance, I guess, to um, to kind of be a witness. Maybe I don't know, but yeah. That was kind of a, it's just, it was just out of the blue, you know, so maybe it wasn't the weirdest thing. No. But I'm, that's I cool. live a fairly normal, fairly normal life, I would think. So maybe nothing too normal, nothing, nothing too weird will happen. So yeah. I, I, have, I don't know. Weird people are drawn to me. I'm like a magnet for weird people. It's really this thing. Is, and I love it because it gives me all these interesting experiences. So one day, great I'm, stories. One day I'm traveling and I go into Jason's Deli in Chattanooga. I go to Jason's Deli. All right. What's up with Chattanooga? And, <laughs> and I go to the bathroom to wash my hands before I eat. And there's a guy in there that's somewhat taking a bath in there. That I'm like, well, this guy's homeless. So I say, hey, you know, move on and go get my salad bar and go sit down and eat. And I'm eating for about ten minutes by myself, and then he comes and sits down across from me. All right, just sits down <laughs> and begins to have a conversation with me. And he never asked for anything, but he just begins to have the most interesting conversation. He told me that he's the guy who uh, invented NASCAR. 
he told me that his dad was one of the first people to be in a space shuttle in space. Tell me about all this property he owned. Tell me he was the, uh, what was his terminology? He was the Red Claw of Chattanooga. That's what he called himself. The Red Claw of Chattanooga. And that he protected it. And then, like, before I know it, I'm just sitting here stunned. And I actually, I left there and went straight to my car and pulled out a journal. And I've still got, wrote everything down he said he was, I can remember. Because it was some of the most interesting stuff I've ever heard. I would have been heard. like, hey, can I see the Red Claw? No, you didn't. No. He had very long fingernails, and I never, believe, and I believe him. Very long fingernails. Why? Why did he call himself the Red Claw? I don't know. But after a while, the police showed up. I'm sitting there just talking to him, and the police come and ask him to leave. So I guess he had done some stuff before. I don't know. It's the Red Claw. I told the it's police. His crime name. I told the police he didn't do anything. He's just sitting here. But I guess they just want to talk to him. You know, it's got, they call, like, they call Portland, it's the weird city, and now it's the new Chattanooga. Chattanooga's the new weird city, That's right. I guess. That's right. <laughs> Asheville, North Carolina was like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been there. When I lived over in that area, it was the things I would see. Oh, Asheville. Downtown, like, I'm just like, are you serious? Like, I can't believe so I'm what seeing you, this. So, what you saw downtown Asheville, because I've been there multiple times. Yeah. Eugene, where I lived, was like that times 10. Wow. Like, if you didn't see a pirate walking around, you, you thought, what's wrong with Eugene today? There was always pirate. pirates or people dressed up in, like, bear costumes. Where'd you live? In Oregon? Yeah, Eugene, Oregon. Yeah, my, my brother-in-law lives there right now. He's in law school. And he said, this, he said man, it's crazy out here. It's, oh, he yeah. said, it's something every day, you know, yes. you see. I saw more. I saw more. They make fun of our redness. Listen. What do they got to talk about? <laughs> I saw more naked people on the streets of Eugene than I ever imagined I'd see the rest of my life. He told me he had a naked guy <laughs> and a naked guy jump in his truck. No. Yeah, and use the bathroom in his truck. No. Seat. Yeah, he yeah. did. That's <laughs> normal stuff. No. One day I'm walking around Eugene and I, and I promise you, no. 40 bucks go by. <laughs> And every one of them's got a naked person on them. Bicycles. They're riding their bikes <laughs> naked. Yeah, I don't I don't want any I don't have an I'm interesting good. enough life, apparently. I uh, I got stories, but not time. So <laughs> I got uh, stories. That's crazy. I got man. thirty Sto- seconds, guys. Yeah. Life's crazy. It's awesome though. Interesting things. Wow. <laughs> it's awesome. It is. I mean it's just weird. <laughs> You help, man. You just try to help. It's the Varsity Athlete Interview. We are incredibly blessed and lucky to have the one and only Jesse Martin. He's the girls' basketball coach at Crossville High School. Thanks for being with us today. Man, I'm glad to be here, guys. Um, I, I've heard about you guys and watched a few episodes from my buddy TJ Henderson. Oh. So. He had asked me the other day, you know, hey, do you, do you have anybody in mind to, to be on the show? And I said, well, would they take a coach? I said, I'd like to be on there. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. y'all for hooking I'm me up. A, hey, man. Yeah, we've already had a good time, you know, talking yeah. about stuff. Weird things. Weird things. It, you know, you want to hear, like, the craziest stuff you've ever heard. You need to, like, watch our Facebook Live tomorrow or listen to our podcast it's gonna be totally worth your time yeah it'll be good totally worth your totally. time so jesse how long have you been coaching uh basketball and what kind of like 
brought you to want to do it? Well, man, I've I've been um, I've been coaching for I would say six years in the in the high school, middle school type setting. Um, I was always a basketball guy. I played basketball. I graduated from Fife in uh, 2010. Then I went on. I was going to try to play some college ball, and it just kind of kind of bounced around and ended up at, at Jacksonville State. And I worked for the basketball team there. Um, I was going to walk on and play, but I ended up getting a better opportunity to be like a student assistant. So being a student assistant, I got paid and I got a scholarship. So it was it was better than walking on and having to run every day, I guess. So, but That's I got great. I ended up getting got into that and um, kind of learned the aspects of the coaching side of it. And um, I really always wanted to be in education. There's nothing really I wanted to do besides being a special education teacher. Wow. Um, that's that's my that's what I am first. That's what I tell everybody. I say a lot of coaches are you know I'm a coach. Well, I'm a teacher. So, but I love I love basketball. I love coaching. But um, you know I've, I did the thing at JSU for about three years, and then I ended up getting hired at Oxford and worked there. And that's a big six A school, so I got a lot of good experiences there. And then whenever it came time to come back home, my, my wife's from Crossville and I'm from Fife, so we both took jobs here at Crossville and got to come back home. Nice. Yeah. So what got you into wanting to do the, you know, the special education? Because that's a real, feels like a real calling for someone. What led you that direction? Yeah, I, I, I feel like that's something that the, just the Lord's, you know, placed on my heart as far as, as far as working with students with special needs. But I really had, um, I really had some, some really good uh, people who influenced me in that area. Uh, my, my golf coach in high school is uh, Scott Timmons, and I believe he's at Henniger now. He's a principal at Henniger, or no? He may, yeah, I think it's Henniger. Well, anyway, he was our golf coach. Well, he was a special ed teacher at Fife when I was in school, so I would go down to his room, you know, often, and um, like we we would leave early for school, maybe for a golf match, and I would I would always get out of class a little early to go in there, and he would have a few students in there working, and I. And I just kind of, you know, kind of gravitated towards those students and helping them, you know, and it would have been like, you know, maybe kids a couple of years younger than me that I could help do some math and things like that. So I would, I would help them. And I just, he was like, you know what, man, I think you'd really be a, a great special ed teacher. You do what I do one day. And I was like, man, my aunt's a special ed teacher. She's another one that influenced me in that. Um, you know, she was a, for a long, long time educator for like 30 years. And I had talked to her, you know, prior to that. So that's just kind of been on my heart for a long time, and honestly, I don't, I really don't know what else I would do. Like, I, I, I would, I could probably be a salesman because I like to talk. My <laughs> wife says so, but I don't know really. I don't know what else uh, I could do besides teach and coach. So, uh, I think every you, we're kind of hearing your heart and who you are and everything, but every coach has like life lessons or something that they want to impart into a team. Uh, by the time a team leaves you, you know, maybe from their freshman to senior year, what kind of things do you want them to take away from being around you? Well, one, one of the big things that I, I try to get my kids to understand is that, is that this, what we're doing, we're playing sports, right? And sports is not going to be there forever. You know, that's what I tell them. I, I tell them, you know, you guys, you know, the majority of you are not going to play college basketball just because, you know, the numbers just don't line up. And 
I said, yeah, you can go play in some intramural leagues in college, you know, whatever. But one day sports is going to be gone. And, and I tell them, you know, that, that life, life is going to go on, you know, without sports. But, you know, one of the things that I always try to do with, with my team is, is, is I try to just show them, you know, how to be better young men or, or young women in my spot right now. I'm, I'm coaching girls, um, you know, and just try to influence them, you know, positive ways. Um, just like, like, like this week, I've, I had a, had a couple mispractice, you know, and I'm, and I'm trying to get them to understand, like, girls, this, this is not just, you know, it's not just about the game of basketball. I said, here in two years when y'all are out of school, you miss work, you know, you're going to get written up or you may lose your job. So, you know, just trying to teach them, teach them about life that way, just because, you know, you're, you're going to be held accountable one day in, in, in the real world. And then, you know, just more or less for me is just, is just showing them, you know, Christ through the way I act. And I, I show, show my tail sometimes and I get a, get a temper and I have to, you know, the Lord deals with me with that. But I, I try my best to show them Christ through me, you know, by the, just by loving them and, you know, just showing them how, you know, he loves us. So. That's good. How many technical fouls do you average a year? Nice. <laughs> uh, I got one last year and then i've gotten one this year so <laughs> probably about one i would say about one a year you saved <laughs> those you for could, like a special occasion yeah well you could ask how many clipboards have i broke too that, that's another Come on. running total <laughs> <laughs> we need video of that <laughs> well i i broke two and i broke them last year this year i haven't broken one because i bought one that's that was about Solid. 50 bucks and it was it was kind of a uh, rubbery so it won't break so so maybe so what, this one won't break <laughs> so what was your technical for this year uh well there was a there was a really a really bad call um and the the guy was right in front of me and i just i just kept getting in his ear you know and he, <laughs> he he ran down he ran down to the left on down to the other end they missed another call and then he came back down, and I was still on him, you know. And then he he finally turned around, and he just he popped me and teed me. I can't even remember what I said. Most, most of the time, <laughs> if I ever say something, out of body like experience. Really, yes, yeah. really smart aleck. Yes, I, I I was so mad, like my eye twitches, you know, when you get so mad like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the rest was just funny make... though about about that time is my dad is my dad's my assistant coach. Okay, he's helping me. Well, I get one. So I have to sit down. Right. Right. So I I can't say anything else to the officials. Right. Well, the very next possession, they missed another call. And then I said something like to the lines of, he's got his feelings hurt. He's not going to call anything the rest of the night. But he turns around and then he pops my dad with one. And my dad was like, what? I didn't even say anything. And I was like, I said, yes, you did. I said, because if he, if he give it to me, that's $300. And I got thrown out. <laughs> I said, so you did say something. <laughs> <laughs> oh nice man wow uh, who is so like in so you threw your dad under the bus there i did yeah okay. <laughs> go ahead go did ahead. your dad coach as well like be growing up or no my, my dad is a um he owns a body shop so he's he's a blue collar hard-working man he works here's how much he works all right he comes and does practice like right now we, we've got about 30 45 minutes left in practice he's out there running it right now for me well he he is he'll he'll leave practice and then he'll he'll go home and work till probably ten or eleven o'clock tonight in the body shop. Wow. He has a shop at his house, my my parents' house there, and he he does really good work, and he's been doing it his whole life. So 
he just um, he wanted to help me. That's been one of his one of his uh, you know I guess I wouldn't say dreams, but one of his things they always told me. You know, if you ever get a head job, I'm gonna help you if I can. So that's he, awesome. he does this year. Yeah, that's uh, very cool. Very cool. Phenomenal. Yeah, I liked it. So last year I had last year I had my wife. My wife was my assistant coach, and then she just gave birth to our daughter. Um, she's two months old, so she retired i would guess from coaching and she's still a teacher so this year i i traded my wife in for my dad on the bench now so there's two there's there's still two it's coach a family Martins business yeah. now how how would coaching with your wife go because what if she you want to call one play and she wanted to call a different play doesn't she win automatically yes that's ah. what everybody said and then here's another thing if if the play was successful You're it was her idea if it failed it was my idea so so you're to blame no matter what. Uh, yes, it's always my fault. That's yeah, amazing. Nice. That's amazing. Wow. I can't believe you pulled that off. I man. mean, I just think your marriage has got to be strong. Yeah, you probably should, yeah. Start, you probably should start doing marriage counseling like, right away with folks yeah. and helping them out. Like, I mean, if you can pull that off. Me and Q are signing up for yeah. student. <laughs> wow. It's incredible. Yeah, I've never known anybody that's had their wife as their assistant coach. Yeah. And but survived. There, there is a coach now at Spring Garden, Ricky Austin. He, he and his wife. I think her name's Dana. Um, she coaches with him, and I always told my wife, I was like, if we could be as good as them, we would be really good because they do a great job. <laughs> like that would be like the the Hall of Fame coach and wife duo. You know, your husband and wife duo as coaches because they do a really good job at Spring Garden. Wow. Was she okay with being called assistant coach, or did she want to be called like co coach? Uh, she she was fine with that. Yeah, okay, she just make sure. She's like titles don't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> She's the boss anyway. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, man, that's awesome. Yeah. That's very this cool. Is, this has been great. Yeah. This has been great. So I have a question. Like, you know, you play a lot of different teams. What coach uh, do you play against that you think is like the biggest chess match for you that you know they're going to be really good, really playing for you that you're going to have to go against? Uh, probably in our area, probably Boaz. You know, they, they coach Hinton does a really good job um, there. He they play they play such great defense. Um, it's just, they just make it hard to score for us. So we just really don't match up great with them. Um, so that, he's one of the ones that I always would kind of say. You know, he's been doing it, you know, a good while, good long while. And I'm one of the kind of I'm kind of one of the up and coming guys, you know, younger guy. Um, but I mean, I I would just say. You know, as far as our area play, you know, he he does uh, it does do a good job. And like last time we played him, he came out there and did something totally different than what I've expected. But that's what a good coach does, yeah. you know. So that's um, just difficult. I mean, you have to make adjustments. That's what coaching is all about. You have to be able to make adjustments. So what would you say is the greatest strength of your team this year? Well, I think we I think we shoot the ball, you know, pretty well. Um, from the three-point line. Now we we we're on we're on a little we're in a rut right now. We have we haven't played. We've lost I think four or five here the last last few weeks. But um, no, I still think we we've shot the ball you know pretty well throughout throughout the year. You know TJ TJ's daughter Kinsley. You know she's she's one of our our, uh, our best players. She she probably averages about sixteen to seventeen a game. So but teams are starting to figure out you know hey she can score. So it's starting to be a little more difficult um, yeah. to score now. Everybody's helping off, but I still think we shoot the ball, you know, pretty well. What do you do? Because all teams face these moments where they hit these slumps, like you're talking about. 
what do you do as a coach to try to help them mentally get to get out of that mentality when you kind of start getting down over that? Yeah, well, today today was a today was one of those one of those practices where, as a player, you don't really like. You know, I I kind of got in got in them a little bit, um, a little yelling a little bit more than I usually do, just just to try to get them, you know, to understand that we're better than what we've been playing, you know, and and I yeah. just don't want them to accept the fact, you know, well we've lost four or five in a row here, you know, we're just we're 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 a month away from the season being over. We're just going to throw the towel in. You know, I'm like, no, like, girls, we've got – try to get them to look ahead of what we've got coming up. You know, we've yeah. got games coming up. Where we've, beat, we've beat these opponents. We play out of the next, you know, six games we play. I mean, I honestly, um, you know, think we can win every one of those games. We should have an opportunity to. So, just trying to get them to look past the, what, what we've went through the last few weeks and just forget about that and then look forward to uh, what we've got coming up and continue to work and get better. That's really important because, you know, when you talk about life lessons in life, a lot of times we face these moments where we feel like we're in a rut. And if you just yeah. get down and stay there, then your life can get real bad. Yeah. But if you can, like, get up and keep going like you're teaching these girls, then you can kind of turn things around. That's that's cool stuff. Yeah, that's what I Love told them it. last night. You know, last night we played the county tournament, and it, and it, it was really it was really rough game. Um, but I was like, girls, like, this, this, is, this is life to a T right here. I was like, sometimes life – hit you in the mouth that's <laughs> like you just got to respond you know you can't just you know back up and say whoa you know you're like you've got to push forward and you know get through it and uh, that's what we're trying to do right now you know just just push through this little this little rut we're in and you know come out of it on, on the other end so so what is your best case scenario for the year look like then if you if you get them out of the rut if you get get them to where you want them to be what does that look like and and i guess what what goals would you like to set them? How would you like to use that energy for next year? You know, I had I had goals set. For, I told the girls at the beginning of the year what what my um, goals was was to. I had ten to twelve wins. Um, is what I wanted to get to for the for the end of the year, and then I wanted to advance to the area finals. All right, well, we're in a four team area, so. If if you win one game in the area tournament, you're in the area finals. Right. You know, so that's that's doable, right? So you look at you build you build to the ten to twelve wins for this year, and each year this is my second year coaching as a head coach here. First year we won seven, and then this year we're already at six, and we've got like eight left to play. Wow. So we we typically, I hope. You know, we we make the, at least the ten mark is what I'm shooting for right now, and then there's still an opportunity to to go and compete and win that area game, um, and and win an area game in the area tournament. You know, so that's that's kind of what I'm trying to get them to, to buy into right now as a as a team. Um, and then we're only losing two kids, so we got two seniors and we're losing and then we've got several young kids coming up like i've got a couple of ninth graders and some eighth graders i moved up on the varsity to just to get some experience because i know they're gonna have to play next year wow that's awesome so how do you being a coach how do you balance uh like your home life and coaching life i know a lot of times that can be kind of a hard thing for coaches to do do you what do you do to make sure that you find that balance for you i try i try to leave leave coaching at, at the at the door you know when i walk in at, at home now 
I do watch a lot of college basketball games. I do go home and I and I pull up the iPad and I watch, you know, YouTube. I just look up offensive sets and things like that, you know. But I I do try to spend time, you know, with uh, with my wife. And now that I've got a daughter, so that that's I really honestly, guys, have seen the first night. I did not get to see my daughter that whole day. It was kind of a really really eye opener for me. And I'd always heard it, you know, as a coach, you know. Sometimes you don't get to see your kids and this and that. And I'm like, I thought, like, nah, you get to see your kids. That ain't no big deal. Well, this this past week, we, we played at Cleveland, mm. right? So I, I woke up to go to school at 6. I left I left at, um, I think it was a day we had a Bible study. So I, so I may have left even earlier than that. We have a group that does a D group in the mornings, like a one morning a week. So it was like I left the house at 5.30 that morning. Well, my daughter and my wife's still asleep, so I didn't get to see them. I didn't get home until 10 o'clock that night. And then my wife and daughter is already in the bed. <laughs> so I'm like, Ooh, that hit me hard. You know, I was like, wow, man, it's whenever it's your kid, you know, you're not just hearing it from somebody else. Like, oh, you don't get to see your kids. You know, it kind of hits you. Yeah. You start, start kind of think <laughs> you're like, yeah, that, I, I didn't really like that. That kind of, that kind of <laughs> hurt a little bit. <laughs> Miss them. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's different whenever you're it's your kid but I mean I try to I try to leave the coaching you know at, at the gym and and I try to when I come home try to try to spend time with my with my wife you know and then have some downtime and all that and then I also like I, I, don't, I don't know if TJ he asked me for a bio or whatever but I tell him I do yeah. the youth at our church right. so you know every every time the doors open at church we're there as well you know right. so like that's we're really really busy folks my, my wife and I or um, with coaching and then doing, you know, everything that we do. Yeah. You, you do a lot, man. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Loaded down. Loaded down. So who would you say are some of your greatest heroes or people that you look up to, people that you would like to be like? I look up to my dad. Um, just his work ethic. And and then this year, this past year, we've had we had a little scare with dad as well with, with his um, – he had to, he went and had a colonoscopy done, and they found like a, a polyp inside. Well, he had to have a like a major surgery. They cut like a foot of his colon out. Man, you know, so that and he has like a scar, you know, from his waist all the way up, like like a foot long scar. And that kind of was very eye opening as well to me, you know, as you know, hey, we're not we're not guaranteed tomorrow, you know, like that could have very well been cancerous, you know, or anything like that. Right. So, you know, so. And that's another another great thing about being able to work with dad um, with basketball is, is I'm getting to spend time with him and you know um, and other than just you know him working and all that. But I mean I've always looked up to him just because you know he's he was always a great spiritual leader at home. You know he got me to church and uh, raised me right and you know that that's that's what a father you know is supposed to do. So I've always looked up to my dad with his work ethic and I you know going through school and go through college. A lot of a lot of kids have to take student loans out and you know do all this stuff. Like my parents, both they they work their tails off to get me to go to, to send me to school, and I never had to take a student loan. I came out of four years not owing a dime, you know. And that you know I've just always been real real grateful for having parents that do that. Yeah, that did that for me. So. Yeah, it's awesome. So you know you're a youth minister. You see these students. You are coaching. What would you tell like if people are listening out there? and they are interacting and see teenagers out there what would you say they could do to help 
that generation? Like, I mean, what can people do to be uh, a benefit to the generation we've got coming up? Because I think a lot of times we feel this like kind of tension, like, oh, they're so lazy. They're not like us. They're, you know, so, so how can, I mean, you're doing this all the time, teaching, coaching, ministering. How can the older generation be involved in helping the younger generation as they, as they, as they grow? You know, like, like our, the younger generation right now, they, they really need people, I would say my age, to, to look up to, you know, because, you know, I, I'm 28 years old, okay, and, and I'm, around, I'm around teenage kids all day long, all right, and what I see as, as I would just say just in, in my church, right, that we're starting to grow with people my age, but I would say the church as a whole, a church across um, across the country, people my age is is not in church and not being good role models for these kids. And I think that's where you know we're we're really missing is we've got to have people and see. I feel like we can relate, like a twenty eight year old can relate to somebody who's thirteen or fourteen better than somebody who's forty five or fifty. You know, that's just my opinion. Because I'm I'm not further I'm not that far away from what they just went through you know as a as a kid um, I'm you know 10, 10 15 years older than them but I, I just feel like you know we need more people to to step in and you know to, to try to try to mentor kids and to, you know to serve and and um, in roles like 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 I'm doing and I ran from that I ran from the the youth deal for for a year and my pastor was telling me you know hey you know it's it's you it's you and I'm like no I don't have time. I, I teach, I coach, I don't have, I'm at practice, you know, and I got to like really praying about it. And that's what the Lord wanted me to do. You know, and I think there's probably people out there like me that, that could really, you know, benefit from doing that. And there's so many kids that, that need people, you know, in, in the age group that myself and my wife are in, you know, that could, that could really change some lives. And I think at Crosswell High School right now, we've got a, we've got a great situation because, at our church, we have the head boys basketball coach, the head girls basketball coach, the head football coach, and then no telling how many teachers. So we're all inside this school, you know, every day seeing these kids. So and I, and we've got some other great folks that not just go to our church, but I think that just just being able to you know be around these kids and be with their lives, you know, and, and show them that we're we're positive role models, you know, can really really help in that situation. It's awesome. So we started funny. Let's end funny. I, I want to ask you some of the funny things that have happened to you as you've been coaching. And so uh, maybe an embarrassing moment, maybe something just hilarious that you can't believe it actually happened. Well, I've got a great one that happened just like last week. Okay. My wife has not been able to come to the games just because she's been at home with our daughter and I, and we're playing somebody, and I'm just losing my mind. Well, my wife's friend, she always like sends her videos, or or she she goes live, or whatever you call it, Facetime with her or Snapchat. And and I'm just ripping these girls, just chewing them out. And and I happen to look up, I look up, and I'm looking like right into the camera, like she's sitting there <laughs> filming me. Like, I'm gonna send it to my wife, and then she goes like. She jerks that phone down real quick, <laughs> and, uh, and then we ate lunch Sunday. And I was like, 
I said, you was filming with me, wasn't you? Sending it to Molly. She was like, yes, I was. She was like, I knew, so I jerked it off. Oh, that's so hilarious. I, I Sabotage. Yes. Sabotage. I slapped the clipboard, and I, it broke, and I cut my hand. And then you know, it's just there's all kind of crazy stuff happens, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. That's so cool. Last question. All so right. we, we kind of talked about the zebras a little earlier, but. What would you say is the worst ref call that you've gotten in your career up to this point? And why did it make you so mad? (laughs) Like the time uh, that the ref just really blew it. He just, (laughs) he got it wrong. Man, I couldn't tell you. There's there's just been several. You know, I can, I don't don't know. This year, one of the biggest ones this year was just like, that's the one I got the technical on early in the year. The, there was a tie-up for, like, a jump ball, okay? Yeah. And my team wasn't the one that tied up. It was two girls from the same team. And they started on one side of the lane and ended up on the other side, and he didn't call traveling. Hmm. So, like, I'm like, that's when I went nuts, and that's when I got the technical <laughs> this year. But I'm just like, man, it wasn't even our our girl that was tied up with her, and she like they like shuffled their feet all the way across the lane, you know, and then and then there's no call. There's got to be something. It's a travel. It's a jump ball, you know. But yeah, so I just went. That's when I got that got that one from this year. But I, I've I've also learned that the less that you can show emotions to the referee, the better. So. I've, I've tried to figure out if I just don't say anything to them, you know, it's going to be a better night for me in, in the long run. It's kind of, it's kind of getting thrown out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a little bit of a dance. You got to say some things to kind of get them to help you out a little bit, but you don't yeah. want to say too much. You know, it's like, it's, it's an interesting basketball is the one sport where you really can talk to the ref on a regular basis or say things the ref can hear. It's a very interesting to watch the dynamics, uh, of that take place. I, I've uh, I've been friends with uh, Patrick Harding for a long time, and he's gotten older in his career. And it's it's funny to watch how he's learned that game so well as the years have went on. You know, it's it's very it's it it's an interesting back and forth. And then what you need is you need need a few uh, select like parents or fans that are sitting right by the court that are making yeah. sure that ref knows when they miss that call for you. Yeah, that's usually my wife. She's usually behind the bench. And she lets them know. You know she's quickly. watching you now. Yeah. She's watching you now. I think uh, a light just went up, I'm guessing it's from her. So. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but the thing is, people don't realize that, that basketball coaches don't get away with it as bad as football. Football coaches, the fans can't hear what they're saying. Oh, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So the fans can hear what I'm saying. So if a referee thinks that I big-boyed him, you know, or a I made him look bad because of what I said. He's going to team me up quicker than a football referee is going to give a coach a personal foul. So yeah, yeah, we've got to watch what we say, really. Yeah, you got to football coaches. You got to really have done something to get a personal foul. Yes, they'll let you they'll do. let I you like, say some things. You probably deserve like the movie. It. The movie Radio. You know, I love whenever Radio's saying chicken crap, chicken crap. <laughs> the yes. guy gives him the. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, Jesse Cameron Gibson says Jesse is the next coach Hogan. Oh, Cameron get uh, Coach Hogan. Coach Hogan was he, he didn't he just screamed patience most of the time. Like he just wanted his kid. He'd stomp his foot, you know. So I, I guess I might can I can see myself stomping my foot a little bit maybe. <laughs> and throwing your clipboard. 
Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Jesse, I can't thank you enough for calling us and being a part of this show. I hope y'all have a fantastic rest of your season. Well, I enjoyed it, guys. I appreciate y'all allowing me to come in and uh, talk with you guys. Yes, sir. Great time. Yeah. Thank you, man. Keep up the good work, All right, man. Yeah. All right, y'all have a good one, guys. See, See you. you later. See ya. Brent Burns! He has joined us. Jesse is the Bo Jackson of basketball. TJ Henderson. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Me is Bo Jackson the best? Bo Jackson's pretty awesome at what he did. He did a lot of things. He did multiple he did. things. He was good at two sports. Yeah, and that coach is good, man. It's cool to see coaches that are ministers, like, and, you know, teaching uh, kids with special needs. I mean, that's just, I think he, like, maybe one of the best people in the world. Yeah. Jesse Martin was the GOAT at five. It's pretty incredible all he does. I'm trying it's to think a, how I could I do like that. I like him. Yeah, I do too. That's a lot he's doing. That's a whole lot. I like Jesse a lot. And he's got a, got a little girl. Yeah. I'm impressed. Me too. I think Crossell's got him a good good asset there, you know? Good coach. Good gift. Good coach. Good job, Crossville. Good hire. Great show, go. dude. Thanks, Cameron. That was fair. Breaking bats versus clipboards, ah, says TJ. Gotcha, TJ. That makes yeah. sense with Bo Jackson. <laughs> TJ's hilarious. Uh, well. That was fun. I feel like, you know, when I talk to people like that, I feel like I need to figure out. My life. Well, no, just you know? <laughs> I just had to do a little more and help somebody else. I mean, I just feel like how many hours of his day is spent just helping people be better. He's an awesome guy. Yeah. TJ, you did good sending him our way. I appreciate it, man. It's phenomenal. And uh, he, uh, Britt Burns is on there. He's He's also phenomenal. We talk about him all the time. Britt... <laughs> Do we? You just went quiet. Do we? We do. Weekly. I mean, I don't know. I just wonder, like, seriously, what, I think when you see guys like that, like, he spends eight hours a day teaching special need kids, right. I'm guessing. Coaching. Then he spends another three or four hours coaching. Then on Wednesdays, Sundays, whenever he's at the church, spend investing in students. Um, it's just a life well spent. I think that, you know, sometimes when we talk to people like that, we need to realize that I think... It's easy to get in the mode of like this is just normal life, and that is his career, and he chose that career. I think it's easy to just for all of us to think, oh, this is normal life. But man, really realize, man, sometimes you get this opportunity to have lives like his and do stuff that's making such a big impact. It's really cool, you know. It's time for the varsity freestyle, and that sound right there lets you know that it's time for us to give away two tickets to the Boaz Non Cinema. Also, if you're watching our Facebook Live, and there's 15 of you right now, you can join on that, be a part of it. See me and Quentin, who's wearing a very cool shirt on his favorite person's birthday, Dolly Parton. It's my Dolly Parton shirt. Uh, it's his Dolly Parton tribute shirt. Hey, we're gonna ask a question. You're gonna call in. When you call in, we're going to help you. You're going to have a good time. It will be a wonderful experience. And you can win two tickets to Boaz Non-Cinema. That's a good deal. Yep. Get to talk to Quentin. That's that's a win already. So question number one. Who is Shrek's wife? Who is Shrek's wife? The green man. Want to be on the radio? Call us now at 256-505-0885. All right, who do we have here? 
This is Karen. Karen! Hey, Karen, how are how you? How are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling. It's good to have you, Karen. Uh-huh. I hope you have a lot of Shrek knowledge in your uh, repertoire. I don't have a whole lot, so let's see how I'm going to do. <laughs> I believe in you, Karen. We got you on this, Karen. So the question is, who is Shrek's wife? Fiona. Yes! That is correct. She got it. It's a great movie, by the way. That is a good one. One of my favorites. There's four of them. The first one, though, is just so good. The first one's really good. Perfectly done. Second question. I believe you got this too, Karen. I believe you got it. A sea creature with eight legs. Octopus. Yes. Yes. That is some science knowledge you're throwing down. Then last but not least, which indoor sport is the most popular in the United States? Which indoor basketball that is correct yes good that is job. correct and you have won two tickets to boaz non-cinema and we are more than glad that you called oh thank you so much thank you so much for listening if you'll stay on the line our producer will tell you how you're gonna get your tickets okay thank you thanks karen bye Graham got me faking I filter the pain and cover the shame with a picture I'm painting. I liked Karen. Yeah. Killed it, Karen. Do you think? Pop culture sea creatures since four. It's Do you think if your name is Karen these days, you're mad about all the I was thinking that immediately, when she, but she sounded so happy. I know. I just would. <laughs> like, if, if you're just living life. Don't be a Karen. No, if you're just. Not this Karen. This no, Karen's. I'm great. just saying, if you're just living life. Like, your name's Seth. What right. if, for some reason, they just decide to call some bad trade a trade Seth? Yeah. Don't yeah. be a Seth. That'd be so sad. And it's not like you did it. It's not like you caused the name Seth to be what it is. It's you're but, right. But now you're going to be called Seth the rest of your life. You're right. That's got to be. That just, that just feels unfair. It does. I feel like if we're going to make up something like for names like that, you can't that name. it, it should be a name that doesn't exist yet. What would, you, what would your suggestion be? I don't know. Like... Um, I don't know, or a uh, uh, Shamuku or something. Yes! I don't know. You know, Shamuku. I don't know. I'm sure somebody has. That Somebody's name. probably got that name. And I'm but sorry. I mean, I, it's not as many as Karen. No, that's don't a be, very common name. And that Karen was phenomenal. So we just chose a common name and put bad traits with it. It's not fair. She's so kind. It was she really? I, I bet. I mean, I would have a chip on my shoulder. I mean, really, when you think about it, like. It was sad, like you said, when she called in. I instantly, that's yeah. what I thought. <laughs> that's going to be her rest of her life. Killed it, Karen. Non-Karen Karens are out there. It needs to be Tevin. Sorry, Tevins. <laughs> <laughs> Brent, thank you. Brent, you add so much to the oh, show every week. Tevins. Tevin. Don't be a Tevin. Don't be a Tevin. Oh, wow. Like a Kevin with a T. Yeah, Tevins. Wow. Can't be Tevins. That's amazing. <sighs> That's better than Karen. I mean, because how many Tevins are there? I don't know any. World? I know I have no friends named I've Tevin. never met I a have, Tevin. I haven't either. I'm sure they exist, but you I don't know, know any anybody Tevins, named Tevin. Steven? There's no Tevins out no there. No Tevins. I mean, there is, but we don't know. Don't one. be a Tevin. Yeah. Let's, we should like hashtag save Karen. Yes. Especially after meeting somebody like her. I think we should have every... Like we should just Gracie. bring good Karens like screaming. on the show. Something. You want to see that? Yes, please. Hold on one second. I'll pull it up. She's like screaming. Look at it. Pull this down. <laughs> this looks intense. 
<laughs> it is pretty intense. Steven TikTok. Uh, Facebook world crazy. seeing this? Does Facebook world get to see this? Yeah, I'm about to put it up there. Sweet. It's what's taking me so long to get to it. It's going to happen. It is. It's gonna Gracie's happen. very passionate. Oh, there's that one. Too. Oh, there's dance. All right, so we're going to go there, and we're going to go here, and we're going to go... Uh, you were talking about Karen, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get this going. It's just a joke, Karen. <laughs> wow. It's just a joke, Karen. <laughs> it's just a joke, Karen. I think we should play this on repeat for a while. It's just a joke. Steven saved that so when somebody makes a comment, hey, we can just randomly drop can it. Can you them. make this like a a meme to send to us or whatever? That's phenomenal. Yeah, I can do that. Like, our, what is it, the GIF? Yeah. 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 I need Please. that. I need that in my repertoire when so somebody's much. like getting all salty I'm about something. I'm how many ways we can use this. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. This needs to be a definite GIF that's we have right. access to. Yeah. That is awesome. So when somebody makes a comment, we can just drop it. <laughs> my wife is going to kill me because oh, I put that out there. That's so good. But uh, that's so good. We are personally glad you put it out. That there. little girl, my my little girl, reminds me so much of that little girl. I thought, let's get them both saying the same thing because that girl is all about Karen. Yeah, and she's all about. Say, was that not your daughter? Karen. It was. Yeah, Grace was right after her. Oh, but they look like they could be sisters. It's crazy. They look like twins. I know. I thought it was the same person. Uh, yeah, I know it. But uh, that's yeah, awesome. wow. we like TikTok at my house. It's a lot yeah. of fun. I enjoyed that. I, st I still haven't gotten into TikTok. I've yeah. seen a little bit now since it's all been bought by the same people or something. Because yeah. now some of it's coming on Instagram. Yeah. A little bit. I see some of it. But uh, Some churches even have their own TikTok account. I know. They put like uh, one. You can only put up to a minute on there. So You should get one for here. We have one for here. The Yash Church here has one? No, no. We have one for the varsity. Oh, I was going to say your church should have one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we could. You could we do that. We have a varsity TikTok. That means me and you could dance. We should be doing dances like once a week. Come on. Right? Yes. Like, That'd be awesome. I'm working at this, you know, I'm working at this restaurant some at night now, you know. Can you dance this, now? No, but like I have all the, all these, I'm, there's all these like teenagers around there and they're always doing these. Uh, TikTok dance. Yeah, I, I, I can't tell you how many times. I don't even know what it is, but I can't tell you how many times I've heard this. Corvette, Corvette. <laughs> Start now. I have no idea what that means. What Apparently mean? you do. Yep, I know exactly. Stephen, but I heard that they go like this. They go something like Corvette, Corvette, or something. It's mm -hmm. like the beginning of some dance, and they say it all the time. Yep. So mm -hmm. what I did is just weird my daughter out. So I've been hearing it. One day at home, I'm just like, she's just standing around. My daughter, who's 13 now, she's just standing around. I'm just like sitting on the couch, and I go, "Hey, Des, Corvette, Corvette." She's like, oh, "How do you know that?" <laughs> <laughs> And I don't. I have no idea what it is. But in that moment, she thinks I'm cool somehow, you know? Pretty soon you're going to hear the whole shack shimmies. The whole shack shimmies. The whole shack shimmies. That's oh a God. dance thing going on right now. They take Britney Spears and this other band and they mash them up together. So it's, I think it's da da. What, what's that? Um, I'll see if I can find it. I might just go in and start saying that. Yeah. What's the move that goes with it? It's uh, it's just a it's a dance. Oh, you've got to see it. I got to pull it up and show everybody. Oh, Shaq Shimmies. I'm just gonna do oh, that. Like Brett, answer my question. Be the first. What's the first first country? Oh, I know that one. Which one? Because I watched the movie called The Greatest Game. Ever you, played. You should know. That was a good movie. It's a great movie. With Will Smith? No. What are you talking about? What? God. Will Smith? I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Bagger. Like I'm thinking of the legend You're, of Bagger yeah, Vance. No, the greatest game ever played had like, like Shay LaBeouf in it or something. Uh, 
I guess I missed it. Oh, here, I'm going to learn this right here. Uh, he's not a good representative of what can be no. This is not worth watching. i got to find you a better one. <laughs> I'm now a TikTok ah. connoisseur, and that's he not worth it. He has a whole fail, 417 sir. views. You fail, sir. My goodness. That was horrible. That is terrible. We can do better than that. <laughs> I love, you should be like hashtag? you should be like a tic tac judge of some sort <laughs> tic tac judge tic tac hmm you have bad breath and you can't dance <laughs> <laughs> you've got many struggles <laughs> oh. Oh, let's see did he answer He's, let's see oh yeah Jacob Jacob answered Jacob answered yes oh Britt answered first then Jacob answered yes and then Britt said give the tickets away he I won several won. weeks ago Jacob neighbors congratulations so Jacob won right yeah Britt's being a generous sir Britt <laughs> sir Britt thank you kindness kindness a, that is that is some worthy tickets too because that's going to get you five passes to B&B video games so yeah five person all day pass all day mm-hmm all day showing up 55 games in that arcade and it's fun. i feel like so it's not part of our sponsorship i'm just asking you know it's mm-hmm. not part of the sponsorship from them like i get a once a year like all day pass for just for me <laughs> <laughs> not part of the sponsorship i'm sure rick would go for that <laughs> i mean i feel like that should be at least that rick's a really nice guy rick's awesome i mean i'm not like it's 10 bucks I can't afford it yeah <laughs> it'd just be it'd nice just be nice to have that incentive you know nice little sp- It'd probably work out because I'd probably just bring my girls. Is that the move? That's that not right a good there? One. That's not a good one either. Oh. Nope. Is this... Because I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> the whole shack shimmy? You're doing so good. Yeah. I think. <laughs> oh, Robbie. I've got, I've got nothing on me. <laughs> Robbie from third grade ain't got nothing on me no more. No. The whole shack shimmy. If Robbie had to come back and fight you, he'd lose. <laughs> You'd have what's-her-name's heart? Brooke. Brooke. Brooke would be back. She would. That guy right there. Hey. Not those. <laughs> no. Not those. Not those. <laughs> we find a good one. Oh, that guy's doing wow. something like oh, that. Wow. Is that's that the one it? Right there. Yes. Oh, I can't do Are that. Are you ready for this? You can do that. No, I cannot. I do believe that. in you. The whole shack shimmies. Let me the, pull it up. That thing, like that leg move right there, is serious. That's it's level. Something. That's like level nine skill. <laughs> oh, you should you should see them do it. It's it's great. Can, Steve, right, here we go. Can you can you, can you do that? Oh, it's the B-52s. Wow. 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 That's awesome. <laughs> All right, I'm going like, to challenge that, that to see if someone... Oh, that guy's got some feet, too. Look at that. Is that how uh, what's his uh, Robbie danced like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they did the, like the... Oh, they did a little... little uh, what's that game? Uh, everybody plays Fortnite. he's a little Fortnite, Fortnite dance Fortnite. going in there isn't it? oh yeah a t- now it's become among us a lot of kids are playing among us oh my of- kids play among us i play yeah. among us really yeah have you not played is it among fun? Us? yes it's fun wow among us is great yeah it's so simple cool it's a great game anybody can play you ain't got to point a gun and have quick reflexes now my little girl she likes to play minecraft but she would love to play roblox but Roblox is kind of kind of edgy for a six-year-old. You know, it's just yeah, not quite so, for her. Yeah, so, well, I'll say something, Stephen. Among yeah. Us, my girls were playing Among Us the other day, and somebody was saying inappropriate language on there because, mm-hmm. you know, people can play from wherever. Right. Roblox has that same deal where people can yeah. play from wherever. So you got to kind of be 
got to kind of have a talk with your kids about yeah. what's appropriate and not appropriate, you know? It's funny because she can't play Roblox, but she will watch other kids on kids' YouTube play, play Roblox. Roblox yeah. And it's great because they give them voices and the characters, oh, you yeah. know? It's, she loves it. She'll yeah. sit there and watch it for an hour if I let her. Yeah, my youngest started playing when she was seven. So yeah. she started playing Roblox. Cool. Um, but usually, my girls just play together. Or you can play with your friends. So like, if you have friends playing, you can play with your friends on there, yeah. on Roblox, which is nice. But that's the one that I've kind of limited their Among Us lately, especially for my younger two. My oldest, she can kind of handle it, but my younger two is just too young for it. Let's do some uh, Charburger B&B and Boaz 9 real quick. Sweet. Right. Cool, 15 seconds. You're going to start or you want me to? I'll start. Yes! On this glorious day of appreciation for Dolly Parton, that was for you. We'd like to also... <laughs> what is happening behind me? <laughs> <laughs> Q has learned how to TikTok dance in the last five minutes. It's been great. Okay, but you, there's also a wonderful trend happening in Gunnersville, Marshall County. It's called the Char Burger. They're the home of the famous Char Grill Wildcat Burger. Hey! Chicken fingers, Philly hey! cheesesteaks, and jumbo crispy onion rings. That's the Char Burger. <laughs> and big shout out to Billy and B Video Game, Sunday, Thursday, 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 12 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pay $10, play all day in their 55 machine arcade at BNB Video Games. And a big shout out to the guy who won over on Facebook, Jacob Neighbors, winning a five person pass. Good job, Jacob. With the correct answer of Scotland to where was golf Scotland. invented. Yeah, Scotland. enjoy Scotland. They yeah. got some beautiful right. courses in Scotland. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Have you been to Scotland? No. Yeah. You rub it in my face all the time. No. And big shout out Just to wondering. Boaz Non Cinema. Boaz Non. Now, Scotland or Ireland? Which one wears the the, the kilt? kilt? Scottish. Really, both okay. of them. But the, 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 I always think more it's more Scottish. More Scottish. Gotcha. That's where the Highland Games all come out of. Is Scotland? When, when really? You, when yeah. you turn sixteen in Scotland, Stephen, mm-hmm. instead of buying you a car, as a man, like a passage of right, they would buy you a full kilt outfit. <laughs> I had a neighbor in Something Oregon. Something I learned. I had a neighbor in Oregon who wore a kilt every day. Oh, you had neighbors in Oregon that didn't wear anything every day. That's true. That is very true. <laughs> but this guy wore a kilt. Accurate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> the things that you saw in Oregon. He had like different kilts. If he was like doing yard work, he had a yard work kilt. You know, if you like a breeze. There was there was like a kilt. <laughs> there was like a kilt he had that had specific pockets for tools and stuff. I have a kilt. Do you? I bought one, but it's not like the real deal. The real deal Where costs thousands to the show. of dollars. Wear it to the show. <laughs> I might. Yes, you, really you need what? to wear your kilt to the show one day. <laughs> I might do that. He was Please. so he was For so you. self-conscious all show long. Well, It'd be hilarious, actually. You but should wear just, it. You'd just be jealous. Jealous. <laughs> jealous of my kilt. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously, I came back. I said, Sarah. 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 <laughs> Can I wear a kilt to our wedding? <laughs> what she said? No, I'm the only <laughs> one wearing a dress to the wedding. <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel such like... a mass. When you're in Scotland, it's a masculine thing, though. It's a very masculine thing. It is, and it's a beastly thing. By the way, Braveheart it... was not a sissy. I imagine it would be a comfortable thing too. Very. You've tried yours on a war? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I might be kind of, like, I always thought when, uh, you ever watched the beginning of that? What was that Brad Pitt movie where he, what, Trojan or something? Or was he in that? Or Troy? Troy. Troy. Yeah. That beginning where he has that, like, linen skirt thing on? I'm like, I bet that's comfortable. I mean, that doesn't, 
you know, he's this huge, like, masculine fighter, and he's just wearing I'm like, I bet he's just super comfortable right now. Living the dream. Yeah. yeah. I've never wore a kilt or a skirt, though. Yeah. Yeah. We can change that. Yeah. I've thought about buying some. I'll those, bring it. You can try it on. I thought about trying to buy some of those linen pants. <laughs> yeah. They seem really yeah. comfortable. Yeah. Like yoga pants? Well, no, not yoga. Leggings, jeggings? No, not those. Those These are like super loose and like oh. real thin material, linen. Like yeah. Real oh, linen. okay. Gotcha. But, you know, I'm afraid they're kind of see-through. I don't know. How about no. silk? Silk pants. Are you talking I've never like had silk pants. MC Hammer pants? Oh, no. Parachute pants. Not parachute Parachutes. pants. I had those when Can't I was, touch I was young enough. I mean, I'm old enough to have wore some of those when I was younger. Find a Karen and give her a tub of red and bocker. <laughs> yep, because it is. It's National Popcorn Day today. So find a Karen and give her a tub of red and bocker. There you go. Popcorn. There you mm-hmm. go. Karen? I learned something. Or Tevin. I'm going to find a Tevin today. Tevin. Tevin! I have heard of one Tevin. He's a TV host. Really? I think for he's real? on PBS. Yeah. That's a for real name. For real name. Huh. I thought it was a joke. But I've only ever heard it once. Well, so see, he would he would get over it. Don't TikTok it. Don't TikTok in, in a, a kill. No. No, that's no. a bad, bad idea. <laughs> no, especially not with that last dance Steve just showed your legs all over the place. That would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get me some of those pants and wear them in here. I'm going on Poshmark today. Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> I love Poshmark. Can I tell you? As, can long, I tell as, you, you, oh, as long as you don't go oh, full Eugene on Did this. I tell you about my tennis yeah. shoes I got on Poshmark? Your what? My tennis shoes I got on Poshmark? No. Did I tell you about this? So four years ago. So I, no. In Oregon. So like seven years ago, I found these Columbia tennis shoes. Bright green. But they're the most comfortable shoes I ever found. I keep them now even though they're worn like. All the way through. Like, they're almost falling to pieces. But they're the best shoes I've ever found. Four years ago, on Poshmark, I found this guy that had some for sale for $50. The problem is when I got my original ones, I got them from Ross for, like, 15 bucks. All right? So, i like, God, I don't want to pay 50 for these shoes I got for 15 right. The best I've ever had. So, I offered him $25. You know, Poshmark, you can give an offer. If you guys have never done Poshmark, you can no, offer for it. Never so done it. It's just a selling side. So, offer $25. He comes back at 35 I'm like, okay, we're getting somewhere. Offer 29 he puts back 35. Offer 31. He puts back 35. So now I'm mad. So now I'm like, offer 32, 35, 33, 35, 34, 35. And I don't buy them. <laughs> that, was, that was four years ago. You were sticking it listen, to the man. Listen. So now every six months I've went back and those same shoes have been there. And I've went through this same protocol. You've tried to get them from it? <laughs> For four years. Last week at the number 31 he sold them to me. <laughs> After four years of holding out, I won. I've got these. You have won. Back to me. You won. I'm so excited. Your you long beat, game is strong. You beat, the, you beat the system. I beat it, man. I saved so that $4. Dollars. You. That $4 is staying in my pocket. <laughs> you know, every six months. Six months. <laughs> you wore him down. I, I knew it. I knew, like, about year three, he's either he is either laughing his head off or cussing at me when I mentioned him again. One of the two. It's like a Steve Urkel in that part. I'm wearing you down, baby. I'm wearing you down. I can't wait to come. I'm going to wear them next week. Show y'all. Please. They're the best shoes you ever. You wore him down. Oh, I'm so, so awesome. proud of you. God, made me so happy. How long did this take? Four Three years. years. Four years. Four years. It was a great victory. Dedication. I celebrated. Every six months. I went home and let the whole, I like, did that dance. The whole shack shimmy? Which I dance? I did the whole shack shimmy. <laughs> did your legs flip up like? Yeah. Uh-huh. It was awesome. After the ankle stuff. Yeah, I'm good now. I'm not really. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting better. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm getting better. No. I'm not. 
One dance craze I think should should be popular on TikTok is people trying to reenact the Futterwhacking dance. The what? Futterwhacking. Do you remember the Futterwhacking like dance? You just cussed. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Butterwhacking No, is, I do not know that dance. You don't know that dance? No. What are you talking oh, about? Where Alice, is this? Alice what? in Wonderland. Hey, where has this Stephen been for the last so, couple of weeks? I don't know. Stephen, where are you at? <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. So Johnny Depp plays the Mad Hatter. Okay. Right? And yes. they always talk with him about when when are you going to Futterwhack it? And he says, well, on Vemberster's Day or however it's said. Uh, anyway, when this dragon is slain, it's then I shall. strange He movie. said this, and this is my favorite line from the whole movie. He said, and I shall Futterwhacking vigorously. <laughs> <laughs> Did he end up doing it? Yes, it's great. Please People let need us to watch. This. Uh, can you show him dancing that? Yeah. I just want to see him dancing that. Yeah. Oh, this is awesome. This is one, one of my favorite ending of the shows I've ever. Johnny heard. Depp yeah. went in like this weird stage. What? Johnny Depp never got out of a weird stage. <laughs> He's always been weird. <laughs> he All played right. Edward Scissorhands. That messes you up when you play Edward Scissorhands. That's true. Have you watched that movie? Yes. yes. That's the weirdest movie. I love it. I don't know what it does to me, but it's weird. <laughs> Random guy walking around with yes, and you want scissors on his hand. Feel bad for him, and then he cuts your face. All right, here we go. Oh yeah, look at that look. Very surprised. Butter wagon. Butter wagon. Yeah. I don't think you can pull that off. That's awesome. You know, I don't think any movie... His head spun around like three times. <laughs> I don't think any movie messed with me as much, a young kid, as the animated Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Have you? Did you watch it as a kid? I did, but I can't remember it. There's a lot of things now as an adult. I'm looking Steven, back like, you're, how did Steven, I survive more the age, So you'll understand this. Mm-hmm. When they do that scene about the walrus and the and all those oysters get eaten, mm-hmm. that was gonna mess with your head. That was traumatic, man. Yeah, it's weird. The people and then the Cheshire the cat, the Cheshire cat weirder. in that, that cartoon. Yeah, he's freaky in that cartoon. Britt Burns says the people in the neighborhood were weirder than the guy with blades his fingers this is true. true and edward scissorhand that is yep. very true that's very true and actually that was that's probably the point of that movie is to show how weird the normal people really are i mean that's that's probably Britt, the point of that movie which is an actually really good point wow have you seen that edward scissorhand yes but it's been a long time i've seen it like twice sometimes i think you haven't long. seen things and you say yes no i really have just to make yourself feel no, better i have i have watched edward scissorhands it's been a very long time. James and the Giant Peach? I did watch that also. I watched that the live theater production of that too. Which really? Which was really good. That was a strange movie also. There's this guy on TikTok right now who is doing like uh, these segments about musical theater. And he's bringing in these songs. Uh, last night I watched him focus on a song from Shrek the Musical. And it's neat the way that he tears everything apart. Because the way that a lot of these songs are written have such intervals from a low note to a high note. And it signifies what's happening on the stage. Why don't you forward me things you find interesting? Yeah, yeah, I can but do that. But you're not doing it. Well, I can. <laughs> if you had a t- uh, well, I could send it to your messenger, I guess. Yeah, just message it yeah, to I me. Yeah, I can do that. Because I'm sure. like, you tell me all these great <laughs> things I never get to see. I find a lot of cool stuff on there. And like, I don't have to join it. You can just message it to me. There you go. Go, that, you should see that this. That was the neighborhood of Karen's. <laughs> Tevin, you invented it, Britt. Tevin's. Yeah. 
Tevins. Don't embrace Brad. Don't invent something and not embrace it. That's like Tevins. Neighborhood full of Tevins. Weird. Don't embrace <laughs> what you invent. <laughs> it's never going to take off. You're just over there still saying Karen all the time. Hashtag Tevin. <laughs> I use the word Karen quite often. People don't hear me say it because usually I'm in the car. And somebody in front of me doesn't know how to drive, and they automatically get called Karen. I try not to do it too forcefully because people don't need to see me screaming. What yeah. if, like, what if, like, literally, what if, like, fifty or seventy-five years from now, Karen's a cuss word? Wow! And it all started right now. Yeah, like it's not like nobody says just it more it's, escalated. Yeah, it's just like a vulgar word to say to somebody. It's not even a four-letter word; it's a five-letter word. K A R E N. Yeah, yeah, five letters. But they'd be like, "Nah, that's like that's a cuss that's, word." That's mm. totally Karen. Don't say it. And then somebody's going to play this, like, you're going to be trying to do something special with your life. You're going to be trying to be some kind of official somewhere. Yeah. And they're going to find a copy of this show, this exact show. Can you gonna believe play, he said that? And they're going to play all the times you said Karen and be like, and it's going to blast you. Your whole career will be down the tube. It was politically tube. incorrect. Yeah, you'll be down the tube. Isn't that funny how yeah. that works? He's, he's against <laughs> he's all man. Karens. Yeah, you'll be, you'll be gone. How can he be the next president Tevins of the United States? Tevins don't use median turn lanes, right? That's right. Tevins don't use blinkers. Ooh. Karen's no use. I blinkers. watched somebody took take. It felt like a whole five minutes to make a turn the other day. Oh, what's fun is when you're waiting for somebody minutes. to back like, out of the parking doing? spot at Walmart. Oh my gosh! Especially the really nice truck with a really old guy who's sitting behind the wheel. Oh, yeah. It takes thirty minutes for them. Uh, but you're patient. But the spot, the spot is so good. Oh yeah, it was. All right, let's finish the show, shall we? Let's do it. Yes. That sound lets you know it's the end of the show. Sadly. I think I've told you this before. Me and Quentin and Steven do not live in the studio. Only on uh, Tuesdays. Yep. Yeah. From 2.30 to 4.30. But there are places you can find us, and there's three years worth of varsity. And we live there forever. Yeah. And ever and ever and always. On Instagram at varsity underscore radio underscore show. At Twitter. At varsity radio 885 course facebook we've got at varsity radio show but you've already know that because you're probably watching the facebook live besides that you can find us all over podcast world buzzsprout apple podcast google podcast uh iheart radio podcast uh, spotify podcast yeah, we're all over the place yeah so yeah we everywhere mm-hmm. we just we just there just come see us yep come see us somewhere or take us with you yeah you know we're here we'll go for a jog with you yeah. do your laundry with you yeah we're not picky no <laughs> No, we don't care what no. kind of food you like. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. Yeah, uh, even if your name is Tevin. Even we'll if your right name's you. Tevin, we'll be or, right with you. Or Karen. Or Karen. Wow. Or Karen. Tevin or Karen. We're with you. That's commitment. <laughs> hey, this is the Varsity Radio Show, and we've had a fantastic time. We want you to come back next week at the same Varsity time, same Varsity hours. 2.30 to 4.30, 88.5 JFM. See you next week. Facebook, on this day of Dolly Parton, I bid you adieu. And I bid you go listen to at least three Dolly Parton songs to make your day a much better day. (laughs) Good day. Thank you, Dolly Parton. Happy birthday. Good day.